Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Erica Peterson about her vow renewal ceremony in Italy at Epcot with brunch at the Grand Staircase Lawn at Boardwalk Inn, a cocktail hour and dinner at the Upper French Terrace in Epcot during the fireworks, and an after-hours party at Tower of Terror in Hollywood Studios. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Erica. Hi, thank you. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me. (laughs) So I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you decided you wanted to have a vow renewal and have it at Disney. So we always said we would renew our vows. When we got married, we are a blended family. So we really were planning our wedding around kids' schedules and exes and family that, you know, had a lot of opinions. And so... We kind of, you know, had our wedding. It wasn't ideally what we wanted at the time. And we just kind of always joked like, okay, we'll do it the way we want, you know, down the road. And when I saw the pictures, like the Magic Kingdom photos, I was like, okay, wait, I want that. (laughs) And that's what kind of turned us on to like looking into Disney as the option, you know, for what we would do. We've always, you know, done trips to Disney. We love Disney. So it was a good fit for us. And at the time we started planning, it was more like, we're going to do this family vacation. And then, you know, we'll have one day we renew our vows and kind of do this, you know, VIP experience with our family. So that was the beginning. (laughs) Got it. Okay. And so how did your friends and family react? Because I know sometimes people worry that nobody's going to want to come to a vow renewal because it's, you know, well, that's not a wedding. It's just a vow renewal. So originally it was just going to be a family trip and I went into Disney and said, okay, we have like 10 to 12 people and I want to spend like 10 grand. Like we really were keeping things small and simple. So it wasn't really this big event that it ended up being. We were postponed because of COVID. (laughs) So that gave us way more time to really look at all the options And as we were talking to friends about it, everyone was like, wait, we want to (laughs) go. And so it just snowballed into being a much bigger event and a much bigger ordeal than we originally planned. But I'm glad it happened that way. It was really nice to have, you know, more of our family and more of our friends there with us and have everyone really excited to be there and to go. That's wonderful. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We capped it at 50 and we ended up with 40 so there's definitely more people that we could have invited but just budget wise and the spaces and everything we decided that that was the limit (laughs) right okay did you set up a room block for your guests no so because we had 14 family members going we rented a big house with family and then a lot of our guests stayed just at 
local hotels in the area. We have a timeshare at Wyndham Bonnet Creek. And so quite a few people stayed there and nearby areas like that. Got it. Okay. So how did you choose the day of the week and time of day? And did it change when you had to postpone? Originally, we started like very small. And right before COVID hit, we had decided to do the Magic Kingdom ceremony and just kind of go all out (laughs) with the ceremony. And then do a reception after. And we knew that we wanted to incorporate Tower of Terror somehow. So we were really kind of locked into a certain schedule because of the availability with Tower of Terror. So it was either doing an early morning ceremony there or doing a reception at night. And we decided we'd rather dance and party there at night. So Michelle was our sales consultant and she literally worked like down to the wire (laughs) to get us into Magic Kingdom, like as they were closing the offices for COVID. And so I think her final email to me that night was like five o'clock, like I have the approvals out, like I'm just as soon as I have them, you'll be all set. And so that was for our March date. And we really didn't care so much about day of the week, just the availability of venues. And then like everyone thought it was going to be two weeks, and we could go back to normal life and that didn't happen. And so as we kind of sat, you know, through everything going on, We just, you know, that's kind of the time period that a lot of our guests, a lot of our friends were like, wait, we want to come, you know, and it was snowballing into being a bigger and bigger event. And by the time we were back to working with Michelle to try to figure out, you know, how long we were going to postpone to try to make it safe for everybody and not necessarily have like the super, super strict restrictions that a lot of the early brides were facing. That's why we decided to push out until November and then December. We went on a roller coaster of a ride with planning. (laughs) (laughs) So you were originally planning for Magic Kingdom. How did you decide to switch to Italy for the ceremony? We went from like very small to Magic Kingdom. And then when we eventually did our LOA, we actually were with the wedding pavilion and we were going to do an evening ceremony. And so we were going to do like that 730 time slot and then go to to Terrace and then go to Tower of Terror. But I had started seeing all of these adorable Alice in Wonderland brunches. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, just really taken with it. And so I was like, I really, I want a brunch in there somewhere. And so we kind of like flip flop back and forth on Magic Kingdom again, or some of the other locations around Disney. But we also wanted like a lot of the extras. And so it was kind of either you know, do Magic Kingdom or do all of the extras, like characters and the silhouette artist. And we had like a surprise character at Tower of Terror and stuff like that. So when we started to go down that route for Alice, I can't remember at that point if we went right to Italy. I think we were booking Italy at that point, just to kind of move the money around to do some of the extra stuff. And then I got my floral BEO for the Alice brunch. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, wait a minute. (laughs) For what I'm spending on all of this, I could still have the Magic Kingdom ceremony. And so then we were done getting the approval for Magic Kingdom again. But it was kind of that back and forth once again. Like, where would we do brunch? How much was that really going to cost? Like, was I really saving any money? What was I going to have to sacrifice to make it all work kind of thing? And at that point, Disney communication was very, very difficult. (laughs) And so I eventually just said, you know what, 
forget it. We're just going to stick with Italy. I want all the extras and I don't want to deal with the approval process. I don't, you know, I just want to get this planned and be done and paid for. I don't want to go through this anymore. So that ultimately is where we ended up doing Italy and not Magic Kingdom. Got it. And then can you talk a bit about how you chose the Grand Staircase Lawn at Boardwalk Inn for the Alice Brunch? Yeah. So because we kind of planned that late and not at the 12 month mark, I was at the mercy of what was still available. And so what I really wanted was Seabreeze Point, but it wasn't available. So I was on the waiting list for that. And Poolside Green was where we were tentatively planning. And I just never loved it. Like I just couldn't get past the pool being really like right there. So when we went for our tasting in October, I went and walked basically all over Boardwalk. And I sent a video to our planner and some photos to our planner of the area at the bottom of the staircase, which is right around the building from Poolside Green. And I said, okay, is there any way this area is available? Because it's a much larger lawn and we don't have the pool right there. And it just, the whole aesthetic went better with our theme. And they said, yep, we can do that. (laughs) So we ended up booking that. Okay, great. And then how did you choose the upper terrace in France at Epcot for your cocktail hour and dinner? So I actually think that was based on photos I had seen on your website, like (laughs) way back when we first started planning all of it. That was one of our locations that we picked like right away. And that was based on the first fireworks show, the old fireworks show. So that wasn't even the new one, but it still worked out. It was really beautiful and we loved it. And so then for the after hours, can you talk a little bit about how you decided to do that at Tower of Terror? So Tower of Terror was a venue that was really important to us and one of the locations we wanted from the very beginning. I knew that we had to work around the park schedule for that, which originally was even later. I think originally the park closed at like 10, so they told us we couldn't even get in there till 11 or 11.30. So we knew we had to do the dinner beforehand. And so we just kind of worked backwards (laughs) from how can we make tower work and created our evening schedule based on that time frame. Got it. Okay. Now, did you use any outside vendors for your event? Yeah. So I used leaf and blossom for my floral. So for my bouquet and for our daughter's bouquets and I found her, she was a friend of a friend kind of thing that was local in Orlando and they did a phenomenal job. Like, Our bouquets were absolutely stunning. They smelled like heaven when she (laughs) arrived with them. I couldn't have been happier with that. And then for photography, we used that first moment and we absolutely adore them. (laughs) We hired them like very, very early on prior to COVID starting, like pretty much right when we started planning. And so we got to work with them for a really long time and get to know them. And they did such a phenomenal job. Like our day of, they were more than just photographers. They had their assistant. I had actually lost my voice because I hadn't been sleeping with all the runaround. And her assistant went and got me like hot tea from Starbucks to make sure I'd like have my voice back to say vows. And I actually forgot my bouquet at the hotel. (laughs) So they ran back and got it for me. Yeah, it was a little crazy that morning. They were just like this calming presence through the whole day. They never left our sides and got every shot we wanted. 
And I had my sneak peek back like two days later. (laughs) So yeah, they were just, I would tell anyone to hire them. They were absolutely fantastic. And then our videographer, I guess, recommended through Disney is Switzer Films. So we found them through Disney. And how did you choose your officiant? So that was actually a family friend. He's like a lifelong friend of my husband and his side of the family and had performed a ceremony for my husband's cousin years ago. And so that was that cousin has since passed away. So it was an important piece for my husband. And he was awesome to agree to come out and do it and party with us. And it was it was perfect. It was that like personal touch. That's wonderful. Now you had a lot of different events. Can we talk a bit about the entertainment at each of the events? So like the ceremony, did you have a solo musician or? Yeah, so we had a violinist. We had Rob for that, and he was fantastic. We also did some of our music through the audio because I wanted the lyrics. And so, obviously, I wasn't there to see (laughs) all of the ceremony music in in our video yet. But my understanding is that he played along with the audio for those songs. And then the songs that we didn't want the audio for, he just played. And then he also came for our brunch. So he was amazing. People were throwing requests at him during brunch and he just like play anything, I swear. (laughs) That's great to hear. At the brunch, did you add the prop package for Alice in Wonderland or characters? No, I didn't want like their giant teacups or teapot or any of that. It was like a very elegant like tea party basically. So we just did the floral and everything on the tables and then like basically everything I did for Alice was through floral. Got it. And did you just show them your Pinterest board or how did you communicate your vision? I had a whole PowerPoint presentation. I am, you know, very detail oriented and that's what my florist said. I had Rose and she was fantastic and man, she worked so hard for us and was so on the ball and really responsive with emails, which was great. I think we did three phone calls by the end, but she took that vision and just kind of helped me run with it and do it in a way that I wasn't crying when I got our (laughs) floral estimate. So (laughs) she really worked within our budget and, you know, what I was comfortable with. And then they allowed us to do, again, our table numbers, our seating chart. And for our favors, I actually did a teacup with little packets of tea in it. And then their name tag was attached to a key. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it doubled for decor and they were okay to let me do that. So our table numbers were like a clock. So everyone had to find, um, you know, what time for tea their table was, was basically what our our seating chart was. And so the clocks worked, you know, with the decor too. And then the floral, when we got there, I knew we were having some floral, but they just, I don't know if she added more or what happened, but there was tons and tons of flowers, like way more than I expected. And it all just looked, it was incredible. It looked so perfect. Wow. That's great. Now, did you have the silhouette artist at dinner? Yeah, so we had the Silhouette Artist in Epcot, and that was a family tradition for us. So that's on my husband's side of the family. Every kid that when they go to Disney their first trip, they get a silhouette, and they used to hang them on his grandmother's wall. She would get one copy, and they would take home, you know, their other copy. And so when she passed away, we actually had a photo of the whole wall, and we showed it to the Silhouette Artist in Main Street, and they said it was the biggest collection they had ever seen. 
So I knew that that was something that was basically my husband's one like non-negotiable. He wanted the silhouette artist. (laughs) And so we had that. Our dinner theme was like a fairy tale theme. And so we had one of the fairy tale books that Disney sells in the gift shops. We had everyone put a copy of their silhouette in that as our guest book. And then they got to keep their other copy to take home as a favor. That's really clever. What a great idea. It's really cute. Like I love how it turned out. (laughs) Did you have any other like a musician or anything at dinner? Not at dinner. I originally looked into doing the musicians there, but our first planner said that you can't really hear them very well because the Epcot music is playing right there. And I would agree with that. (laughs) It is pretty loud, like the Epcot music, the park music they have playing. So no one really missed it. Everyone got to visit and, and have fun. And then for Tower of Terror, you did something that not a lot of people know that you can do this, but you can work with Disney's entertainment department to create a custom character for your event. So can you talk a little bit about what you decided to do for Tower of Terror? Yeah, so I actually didn't know we could do this either. (laughs) And then in one of the Facebook groups, I saw someone mention that they were able to like get a special character, but they weren't saying what it was. (laughs) And so I reached out to our planner and I was like, okay, so... I had originally asked if the catering staff and stuff could be in the bellhop uniforms there. And they said, no, we don't have those anymore. So months later, when this kind of popped up on my radar, I said, okay, so can we have like a special character there? Could we have a bellhop? And so she looked into it and came back and said, yep, they can absolutely do that. This is how much it costs. And here's like the fill out form they're going to give you to give information about your guests which was absolutely the coolest part about this. So I basically made like a little sheet with everyone's, like our family members, not every single guest, but like the ones that it would be fun to play with. And I put a little photo of them and then it asked for information or funny stories about them. And so, for example, my dad has a sailboat that sits in the driveway. (laughs) It's never been in the water. (laughs) Um, he's had other sailboats that have, but this was a racing sailboat that he bought and it like, it's been in their driveway forever and it drives my mom absolutely crazy. (laughs) And so I put that as the story for my dad and said, my mom would think it was funny if, you know, that was what got brought up. And I gave like nicknames for, you know, our family members and stuff like that. And so at Tower of Terror, the bellhop went up to my dad and he was like, hey, Doug, about time to get that boat in the water, don't you think? And my dad was just like, what? (laughs) My mom is kind of laughing and kind of scared. Like she doesn't know how they, you know, they like, how does this guy know this? But he's doing it and it's like in, in character. And he was like, he never faltered. Like his character was just so fantastic and creepy and like, it was just perfect. And so they sent my godmother to go find out how he knew this. <laughs> and so she walked up and she said, how do, you, how do you know about the boat? And he turned to her and he said, Roro, which was her childhood nickname that we had for her. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, I think it kind of clicked that like we had set this up, you know, and they thought it was funny. And she ended up dancing with him. We have a really cute video of, of him dancing with her and stuff, but... Yeah, it was great. Like everybody that he kind of messed with loved it. Even people he didn't mess with, like they just thought he was so fantastic. And he did our announcement when we came in and everything. So I would recommend it a thousand times if you're going to do Tower of Terror to have the bellhop there. (laughs) That's fantastic. So do you have any menu items from any of your catered events that you would recommend? 
everyone has raved about the scrambled eggs we had at brunch. (laughs) I know it was nothing, you know, it was just, we had um, looked at some of like the pre-done menus. And so I think that was the Tallahassee brunch or something like that, that we picked. And then we kind of altered it a little bit, but that was one that everyone talked about. And then everyone loved the cheeseburger spring rolls for the cocktail half an hour. And then we did like the mashed potato martini bar. That was a huge hit. The short ribs was another super, super popular one with our guests. And then with our welcome party, also the zebra domes, <laughs> which had been a recommendation from another Diz bride. And I had never tried them before. I just went with it. And the catering team said, like, we cleared them out. Like, they make extra, you know, for your guests and everything. But there were there was not a single one left at the end of our welcome party. Like, they just devoured them. <laughs> so that one was really, really popular. That's great. Any cake flavors you would recommend? So we did two different flavors of cake for the Alice brunch. And they were actually part of the centerpiece because they were just, like, the watercolor flowers on them. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's like a buttercream watercolor look. And so we had three of the cakes there were the lavender cake with the lemon filling and the fresh blueberries. And then we had two cakes there that were the dull whip flavor. And so people could pick and choose, you know, which flavor they wanted to try. And then for Tower of Terror, we had a three-tier cake and that one we had the churro cake and we did alternating layers of churro filling and cream cheese Mm -hmm. and then we had a layer that was the almond cake with amaretto and buttercream and fresh strawberries and then we had a layer that was carrot cake with cream cheese so (laughs) everyone loved our cake I actually did not get to try the churro cake (laughs) we had a very short period of time at Tower of Terror. We we were only there for two hours. And so with photo and everything else, by the time I went over to get cake, like I I think I grabbed like the Amaretto one and tried that one. And then they packaged up tons and tons of cake for us to take home, but not like that layer was like gone. (laughs) And so, yeah, I never got to try that one. (laughs) I never got to try the Dole Whip either. So we got to take home some of the lavender one. There were leftovers of that, but not the Dole Whip. (laughs) Yeah, but everyone loved them all. So I don't think you could go wrong with any of those. That's great. Can you talk a little bit about your welcome party? Yeah, so our welcome party was at Animal Kingdom. We planned that early on. I think we added that right before the pandemic started. So right before everything shut down was one of the last things that we were adding onto our LOA before that all happened. And so we planned that with the safari. So we took everyone on the safari first, which was super fun. I have a lot of guests that had never been to Disney before. And so we wanted, you know, I thought that was a good experience. My husband thought it was like a good amount of time. It wasn't just like a quick ride, you know. And so we did that first. And then we went and did our dinner at Tamu Tamu, which was beautiful. They did a great job with the floral and they like shut the curtains and everything. So it's super private. And um, the food there was phenomenal. We did like a, I worked with the chefs to create kind of like a flavors of animal kingdom menu. And so it was kind of fan favorites from all over the park. And then we, after dinner, we took everyone on flight of passage, 
which was awesome. It's my favorite ride. So <laughs> I was like, we have to do that. <laughs> uh, and I forgot to ask, did you do a ride mix in an Epcot around the time of your cocktail hour and dinner? Yeah, we actually added that like, I want to say like two weeks before our event because we had some room in the budget. And so our planner originally checked and Soren wasn't available. And I'm not a big fan of Frozen. And so she said, well, we can do Frozen or Test Track. And I'm like, okay, I've heard Carrie say, don't do Test Track if you don't want to ruin your hair. (laughs) So I said, that one's off the table because I still have a whole other event to go to. Um, And so I said, are you sure we can't push back on Soren because it's more than one they do more than one group in there. And so she said, I'm going to check again. I'm going to push back on it. And so she finally got us approved for Soren. And so we went and did that in between leaving Epcot and going to Tower of Terror. And so we actually went and we just had a granddaughter. So she is, she was six weeks old when we went. And my husband said, you know, I'll hold her. You guys go. Cause he wanted my stepdaughter and her husband to be able to ride. And he's been on Soren a thousand times. So they took us on and then they said, we're going to do a rider switch. Anyone that wants to stay on the ride can ride a second time. And so they let my husband come back on and anyone that wanted to stay could ride a second time with us. And so we actually got to ride it twice, <laughs> which was just pixie dust. You know, it wasn't planned. It wasn't expected. The staff was just really sweet and awesome. And they were happy to do that for us. And so we got to got to do it twice and then head over to Tower of Terror. That's fantastic. So can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day all fit together? And I would love to know how you changed in and out of your four gowns. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it was a really, really long day. And that's actually something that I wish I had spent more time thinking about because when you're planning and they tell you, okay, you have two hours in this location, like for brunch, it seems like, okay, that's fine, you know but it goes by really fast. (laughs) And so we did our welcome party the night before and that ended about nine o'clock and then hair and makeup for me and my girlfriend started at (laughs) 2am, which I also didn't realize when I first started planning all of this. And so we barely, I think we slept for like two hours (laughs) that night and got up for hair and makeup. And so we had hair and makeup there my photographers and videographers showed up at about 3:45 so that they could do all the detail shots and getting ready and all of that. And so then we were supposed to leave at 7. Myself and my girlfriend were going to go early so that I could do some like bridal portraits around the park before our first look. And then my husband and our son were supposed to be picked up at 7:30 to do the first look. And I ended up my dress the slip for it tore (laughs) as we were getting ready. (laughs) Um, It got zipped in wrong and then came apart basically. And so my friend had to basically like crawl under my dress and hand sew it into my dress (laughs) when we were supposed to be leaving. So I was like emailing our planner while she's doing this, like the boys are coming first. We need the extra time. Um, You know, we'll get there second. So I did miss the time to have, you know, the extra photos myself there but it all worked out. It was fine. (laughs) And so then we got to Italy, I think by like eight. And so I did a first look with my husband and then I did a first look with our six-year-old son. And that photo (laughs) is probably one of my favorite of the whole days. Like if you have kids, like highly recommend 
a first look with them. It, it's really sweet. <laughs> then we did just some couple photos around the pavilion until they brought our guests. So when they guests arrived, I want to say that was like 830 or 845. They basically hid me over by America and I had the Landau coach. So they got the horse and everything over there. And then, you know, our ceremony started at nine. So that was kind of our ceremony schedule. And then we did more photos around Italy after the ceremony. And then we headed over to the boardwalk for brunch. So they took me and my husband and our photographers in a one-way van so that I could go to the convention center to change. <laughs> so that was the first dress change. Um, and so I, originally it was just planned that I was just going to go into a bathroom there uh, because the bathrooms over there would be quieter than the lobby one. But when we got there, one of the assistants was with me. And so she started poking her head into the ballrooms <laughs> like if any were empty and she found an empty one and so we went in there and changed <laughs> my ceremony dress was so big like they literally were sitting on it to get it into the bag because now the slip was sewn into it and so it couldn't be taken apart <laughs> so um we hurried and did all of that as fast as we could I honestly have no time idea like what time we were getting to brunch basically but I mean it wasn't a super it didn't take a super long time or anything so then the one-way van took us basically over by the lobby to get dropped off there so I wouldn't have to walk all the way and then we went down to our brunch <laughs> and like I said it it flew by <laughs> I mean we sat down to eat for like a few minutes and talked to everybody and then did some more photos and then it was like over <laughs> and I was like oh wait <laughs> I'm not ready yet <laughs> I want more time but um we were planning to do more photos along the boardwalk, but by that point, I was so exhausted that my husband was like, no, you're going to go nap. Well, we can do more photos later. Like, you know, <laughs> we need to take a break. And so I want to say we got back to the hotel around noon, 1230, something like that. And then I had my second round of hair and makeup start at 3. And then... We had to leave the hotel at 6 to go set up at Epcot. So we went from – our guests got there at, I want to say, like 7. And then at around 10.30 or 11 is when they moved us over to Tower of Terror. And we were there till 2. And how did it work with the fireworks timing and eating at Epcot? So that was kind of an issue when the new fireworks show came out and it was at 9.45. <laughs> because now I had to kind of buy some time. Um, and the other issue was with the silhouette artist, you have them for three hours and we needed her for all three hours in order to get through all of our guests. And so we had to play this like balancing act of getting there early enough that the silhouette artist would have enough time, but not so early that my guests would just be like sitting around twiddling their thumbs wondering, you know, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And so that's, I think why we started at seven was kind of the happy middle ground there um, and we added like a half an hour cocktail hour just to buy some time so I only did one appetizer the cheeseburger spring rolls instead of like a three you know they usually do like three appetizers I think so we just did the one for 30 minutes with the bar open and then we had dinner and then that allowed dinner to end I think at like 9 15 ish 
And so after dinner, they brought out plated Mickey mousses where they had screen print the little Mickey right onto the plate. So it was a really cute presentation. My husband actually pixie dusted his to a little kid that was like watching our event. (laughs) Yeah. And so it was just like they had been standing there through the whole reception there just watching us with their parent and it was really cute and so my husband was like am I allowed to like give this you know and our our assistant who we loved her her name is Megan she's like you know what there's no rules against that I don't see why not and so he walked up and gave it to this little kid (laughs) and he just shared mine with me but (laughs) um yeah so that was kind of a sweet little you know moment for that kid and for us to like see them smiling and (laughs) excited and then that by the time people were done having that it was time for the fireworks and so we kind of went right into fireworks at that point and people were not left just sitting around or anything they were pretty entertained through the whole thing and so we dove right into the fireworks did our photo and all of that for that and then after the fireworks we went over to Soren, which was also a surprise for our guests especially since we had planned it so last minute because I'm really terrible about keeping stuff like that a secret. (laughs) But I was able to because I didn't have to sit with it for a year. And so we went over to Soren and got to ride that. And then we took everyone to Tower of Terror. And how did you change into your Tower of Terror dress? So we had packed that dress into like a suitcase. (laughs) It was basically like the girl we had that day, Megan, Um, I had actually met her at the tasting and she was like, if you request me, I'll make sure I'm there. Um, And so like that was like a non-negotiable for me. (laughs) We just had a really, really good connection from day one. So she helped me through all of that, like from changing with the brunch to the evening stuff. So she took that suitcase when we got to Epcot and took it over to Tower of Terror and had it waiting for me at the bathroom right before you go into Tower of Terror so that I could change there. (laughs) So my husband actually went in and helped me. change in between the dresses for that. That's great. And then at Tower of Terror, it was an after party. You had the bellhop character. Did you have a DJ? or? Yeah. So we had JW and he was amazing. <laughs> in fact, like the one thing I was so sad about at the end was that we didn't have more time with him. And that's like kind of one of those things that no one really said to us. And I didn't really think about was like, you're only getting two hours instead of four hours with the DJ, which was like, oh, two hours of dancing, you know, that's fine. But in the moment, like, I was so sad when I realized it was our final song. (laughs) Because I was like, wait, I want more time to like dance and have fun. And and so yeah, he was phenomenal. Everyone loved him. We had him start off with more like oldies and we were going for a really like, um, we wanted people to feel like they were walking into the Tower of Terror, like in its prime you know like it was like that era and everything and so we had him kind of start out with like rat pack music and stuff like that and so our parents (laughs) like loved it they were up dancing right away because it was you know music that they loved and then you know as after he announced us and everything and we did our first dance um, then we moved more into you know kind of a mix of today and oldies and a little of everything that appealed to everybody in our crowd and everyone was on the dance floor and having a great time. So that's awesome. Okay, so when you were planning all of this, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Tower of Terror was kind of the non-negotiable for us, and we really worked our day around being able to be there that night. And then floral was a huge part of our budget just because I just really wanted it to like have a wow factor for each event. And each event had a different theme. 
And so we really couldn't like reuse a lot of the floral. We did, we were supposed to reuse it from our welcome party. We had done like these greenery arrangements. And so it was kind of like almost like a tropical theme that went with our welcome party. And then they were supposed to be moved into gold vases for our Tower of Terror, but they didn't show up there. (laughs) So yeah, that's probably one of like the bigger disappointments for me was that somehow I don't know what happened there, but they weren't at Tower of Terror. But we did put a lot of our budget into floral, uh, especially with the Alice brunch and everything like that. So, Got it. And then were there areas that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? I wish that I had saved some effort, to be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, giving up Magic Kingdom was, was the biggest one. Um, obviously, that's like a huge chunk of money. But when it came down to it, I just felt like I would rather have all the extras and all the wow factors through the entire day than that 30-minute ceremony. And I had really wanted the train station, which wasn't available. So I almost, I know this sounds funny, but I felt like I was almost settling for East Plaza. Um, And I wasn't sure what the Christmas decor was going to be for the 50th. So it just, it was a little too chaotic and a little too many unknowns for me to feel like we should spend the money there. So I feel like, yeah, if we saved money anywhere, it was just not not doing, you know, the Magic Kingdom ceremony. Got it. Okay, so out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your vow renewal day? (laughs) All of it. (laughs) (laughs) Each event was so different. It's just hard to pick. It just felt like a lot of people have said to us, it felt like they went to four different weddings. (laughs) Because each event was so different. I really loved, by the, so we did the song Remember This by the Jonas Brothers for our very last group song. And we had everyone, we had bought the fiber optic wands because you can't use sparklers. And so we had everyone dancing around us with those. And it was just like a magical moment. <laughs> I cried then, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> but it was just, you know, realizing like all of these people that we love we're in a place that was so special to us and had come out, you know, made it work to come and be a part of it all and to just celebrate all together was, was really perfect. That's wonderful. I would say the other one, this was kind of unusual. I don't, I've never seen anyone do this. Um, but my husband met me at the end of the aisle and walked with me <laughs> since it was our vow renewal. I didn't, you know, I felt like it wasn't like, appropriate for my dad to be like giving me away or anything because we'd already done that and so we surprised everyone um, because he had already walked down the aisle so um, people didn't know that he was going to be walking back down the aisle as the um, carriage approached and so he met me like on the other bridge and then walked me down the aisle so that was another special moment (laughs) (laughs) Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? You mentioned the floral didn't show up for the Tower of Terror party. So I had picked these beautiful, like, crushed velvet napkins for our Epcot dinner, and they didn't show up. (laughs) Um, And we had really spent a lot of time in making our seating chart, and each table was like a different fairy tale so I had like Snow White for one and then their place card was like an apple with the name on it or Tangled was another one and I had found these like miniature frying pans (laughs) and so it had their name on it and so the whole look and the whole vibe of the table was really important to me and so 
we ended up just having like plain white napkins <laughs> and my florist was actually there setting up the event I actually saw her both in the morning and that night she came to both and she told me right off the bat they just didn't make it in time I'm going to take them off you know your bill and everything so I mean she was making it right it was just a disappointment that it wasn't the look we had planned you know because it was kind of a big part of like the tablescape so and then yeah our <laughs> tower of terror floral I have no idea what happened there it didn't show up in that one we had spent a lot of time planning the whole look of that part of the night especially because it was like this huge surprise to our guests and I really wanted it to look a certain way when we first walked in and then the floral was not there and then we also served sliders as like a late night snack there and we also served we had the popcorn cart and the attendant which was super cute and then we were supposed to have mini milkshakes which when I had worked with our first planner what we had talked about was that they were going to be like served like in the mini milkshake, like holder and like little cups, you know, and it would be all cute looking with like a straw. And when we got there, (laughs) what they had set up, like literally front and center in front, like we had our first dance in front of this area and everything like it's in my photos (laughs) is it literally looks like the gas station slushy machines. (laughs) And so it was terrible. (laughs) Um, and then just like some plastic cups, like sitting to the side. I don't think people even realized that it was milkshakes, like, because it just looked so odd. (laughs) And then where they set our sliders was like clear back over in the corner, like where the gate is that they take stuff, you know, out of that part of the park. And so a lot of our guests have said since then, they didn't even know we had sliders there. (laughs) So that was disappointing (laughs) because I felt like we paid, you know, quite a bit for the sliders and milkshakes. Um, and didn't a lot of our guests didn't get to eat the sliders and people really had no idea what the milkshake thing was and the machine was so ugly and now that's the backdrop of you know our first dance and everything so yeah (laughs) yeah okay now was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or was stressing you out and then it turned out not to be a big deal well, we didn't get our final BO until the morning of our welcome party, <laughs> oh my. which, yeah. So uh, we had gone back and forth. I mean, I'd had one, it just wasn't finished, but in order to even get that, I had really had to be the squeaky wheel on it. And I'm sure I drove my planner insane because I wasn't going to let it go. <laughs> I'm like, you guys owe me this. If you want me to pay it, I need to know what we're paying. I need to know where we are, you know, with the budget and everything. So I really had to push for that. And then we went back and forth because Thanksgiving was the week before our event. Um, I knew that it was going to be impossible. You know, people were out for vacation and and everything. And so I finally did get our final BO. In fact, I never even signed our BO. (laughs) I I just got it that morning of our welcome party. So... We hurried and made sure it looked right <laughs> and just showed up to our welcome party, basically. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I wish that we could have somehow had more time with Tower of Terror and maybe not so much with the brunch, but just I feel like when you just have a ceremony and a reception in like two spaces, you feel like you got your time's worth, I guess. I felt like our day, because we were trying to accomplish so many different things, flew by so much faster because each area we were in, we were only there for a couple hours. And so by the time we were done 
we did like a ton of photo and video outside of Tower of Terror with like Tower of Terror behind us. And the bellhop was with us and stuff, which was amazing. You know, it's the only way we'd ever get those photos. But at the same time, it ate up such a chunk of our time there that then it was like we really didn't get a lot of time to dance and and visit, you know, with everybody. And so just trying to cram everything in, <laughs> I would tell people, you know, that's one thing to consider if you're going to be jumping around to different locations or doing that late night at Tower of Terrors. You need to be prepared that that's going to fly by. <laughs> Right. Okay. And do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Patience is a virtue. (laughs) Uh, Communication is really difficult. I think people, you know, know that now. But if you can survive that part of it, (laughs) you can still, you know, have a really magical day. So I'd say just just have faith that the planners will pull it together in the end. (laughs) And, you know, you get through it one way or another. It was extremely, extremely stressful the last few months and even the week before. But for the most part, our day was was just phenomenal. And even the things that didn't work out, you know, our guests didn't really realize what was missing or anything like that. So everyone's raping about it. Everyone's like, that was the coolest thing we've ever been to. (laughs) You know. So yeah, it was, it was phenomenal in the end. You just have to have to be able to have patience and have stress relief and have faith that it will come together. (laughs) (laughs) That's great advice. Well, Erica, I think you've offered a ton of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thanks. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs> 